San Francisco. Welcome to Quizotron! Please join me in welcoming tonight's special guests, Seth Shostak, Natasha Muse, Adam Rogers, and Keith Volt Jensen! What the, what the podcast audience can't see <laughs> won't hurt them. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, guys. Uh, so for those of you who are new to this, uh, Quizzertron is the world's greatest science-themed panel quiz show in which we pit scientists against comedians to see who knows more stuff. And as you can see, each of our panelists has a button in front of them. Uh, which they can press at any point. Not now. It won't do anything. Just don't bother. <laughs> I tried to tell you, <laughs> but I knew you would try. Scientist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of the scientists, you guys. He's he's confused. Uh, they <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they will get points if they are correct or if they make me laugh or if they make you guys laugh uh they will lose points if they are wrong or if they annoy me that's basically how things go and at the end of the game whoever has the most points gets to wear the quizotron belt which i have cleverly placed right here look at that beauty wow yeah yeah thank you for that reaction because the podcast audience can't see so they don't know how amazing this is <laughs> All right, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Round one is get to know the contestants. Here we go. All right. Question number one. And you, sh- you each have a microphone in there. Seth, you're going to want to pick that up. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Seth has actually won this game before, so he's just playing dumb right now. Hard it's to get. Fine. Yeah. It's not hard to play dumb. <laughs> And make sure you, you, you speak your, your witticisms into that microphone <laughs> so that the people at home can hear. The other scientist. <laughs> That's the other scientist. <laughs> Question number one. Which contestant has testified before Congress about the TV show Ancient Aliens? Adam Rogers. Seth. Absolutely correct. It is, in fact, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just, just between me and you, that's not true. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, do you, do you want to buzz in again, Adam, so I can... <laughs> all right, let's just take away your points there. <laughs> Whoa. All right, so let's see how this is going to go tonight. <laughs> yeah, not well for you, I imagine. <laughs> Uh, okay, what, what was, did you not, did you not I, tell I've them about I testified a couple aliens? of times to Congress, it's true. But they didn't ask about ancient aliens. One guy did ask a little bit about what actually happened at Roswell. And I said, you know, somebody choked on a bad burger. But, but, they, <laughs> but they never asked about ancient aliens. Really. Uh, that is what you would say, though. To, to Congress? No, I mean, right now. If we asked you about aliens, you'd be like, no, I never said anything about aliens. I mean, we, like, oh. I know how this works. Wait, is this a government cover-up? Wow. <laughs> you, you've endeared yourself today. <laughs> I think Seth works for Big Alien. <laughs> I'd be my own job security. Uh, Seth, uh, what, what do you do when you're not testifying in front of Congress? Well, that's most of the time, actually. I, I work at the SETI Institute, which is about... Wow, yeah, a lot of SETIs in the crowd. You know, mm-hmm. they, they must have given you a free drink or something. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's down in Mountain View, and uh, obviously we look for aliens. 
Obviously. Yeah, obviously. What else would you do obviously. all day? <laughs> With a name like Seti. Great. Well, thank you for being here, Seth. Seth Showstack, everyone. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Obviously, we have a very nerdy audience, which I mean is a compliment, but can, what does SETI stand for? Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Thank you. For the listeners at home, we're, I knew. We're not of interested course. in the microbial Martians. <laughs> no, thank you, Keith. It's important to have the stupid person's perspective at the table. I don't, yeah. I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave that demographic out. That's why I'm here. Right? No, I know. That's literally why Keith is here. It's, it's an important marketing component. I'm not being sarcastic. That's what Keith does here. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number two. Which contestant sports a permanent hickey on their neck? Mm. Keith Ol Jensen. No. No? Take yourself points away for that one. I have no hickeys on my neck ever. No. Natasha Mutes. Absolutely correct. Well done, Keith. Once again, you are wrong. Oh, no. Oh, no. Could you because... buzz in again, Keith? No. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe you didn't fall for that. <laughs> I have what I have is a scar that looks strikingly like a hickey on my neck. Oh, sure. And that's okay. what I hear every day. Is let's, that that let's oh, reveal it. real? And, and I will buzz in, let you take my points away, depending on the outcome. Let's take reveal it and let the audience away. decide. Yeah, if let's it's a see it. Let's see it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, well, let's I see it. Jesus, <laughs> this is like what, seventh grade all over again. This is Dracula. Just. Ah! <laughs> uh, this is why I don't get hired for jobs. I also uh, felt like I was cheating buzzing in since I'm the one who gave you that fun fact, but I saw her not hitting her button. Yeah, she didn't hit the button. So I was about to, and then this looked like a giant hickey just mocking me, <laughs> and I was just like paralyzed by fear. A well, giant hickey like the one on your neck. No, it's a, it's a scar that looks like a birthmark that looks like a hickey. <laughs> Isn't that the dictionary definition of a hickey? Is yeah, a scar I think it that is. looks like a birthmark that looks like a hickey. Well, and here's the thing, Natasha. Well, I thought a hickey you, was how you got it, not what you, it looks like. Had you buzzed in had and I? and correctly what? answered yourself, I might have just screwed with you and given you the wrong answer because I could have said that it's me because yeah. I also have a scar on my neck that looks kind of like a hickey that I got from playing in the woods when I was a kid. I got mine from playing in the woods, too. What? Whoa. Hickey sisters. Playing in the woods with the neighbor boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was having sex at the time. <laughs> with the woods. No, it was a branch. It's not worth going into. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> branch. David Branch. You've heard of, oh, a Branch Davidian? Right, David Branch Davidian. I was in a cult. These jokes are so good. These jokes are fire. Spe- speaking of Natasha, what do you do for a living? I don't. Uh, no, I, uh, I take care of my kids, and that's how I contribute to society. Okay. And then in the evening, I do things like this, like comedy. And uh, which Is this comedy? This is like comedy. Have we started? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, you had a good joke downstairs. Don't remember? No, and that's, yeah. That was the last one. That's it's it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, by day I'm a stay-at-home mom, and by night I'm a stand-up comedian. I, I write and perform jokes of all kinds. Nice. Well, yep, thank you so much. And that was not one, so you are good to not <laughs> laugh. Congratulations. Natasha Muse, thank you so thank much you for so being much. here. Yay. All right, question number three. Which contestant was a lawful good paladin? <laughs> Natasha Muse. The next one in line. Uh, <laughs> 
sorry, Natasha, but seeing as you found out everyone's name not ten minutes ago, yeah. I'm going to need a name. I want to say Andrew. <laughs> I can't understand why you would want is to that, say that. that <laughs> I'm so it's sorry, but that is not the correct name. <laughs> Does anyone else want to buzz in and try? <laughs> Seth. Okay, I'm going to go with Adam Rogers. Oh, absolutely <laughs> correct, Seth Shostak. Well done. <laughs> How come you didn't get it? Wait, I, cause it's kind I, of embarrassing. Again, I don't think that that's right. <laughs> No, I, I'm pretty proud of my internet sleuthing. I found an ancient interview you did. Or no, not an interview. You wrote an, a, an article about Gary Gygaxstein in which you said that no, as a child, thing. you were a lawful good paladin. That's a true thing. Booyah! Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. I know yeah. it was true because it was in the New York Times. Exactly, it was in the New York Times. <laughs> Did you lie to the New York Times? I wrote that article, so it's possible that I made that up. <laughs> Would no. you like to take points away from him for doubting? Yeah, I do actually. For not knowing, true. for not knowing that he was a lawful good paladin, you get negative one hundred points. <laughs> what are what are you these days? I am. What's your I, alignment? I, I, I don't want to know what you do for a living. What's your alignment these days? <laughs> Probably chaotic good, I would guess. I'm a a, a journalist, so that's chaotic good. I would say chaotic good. I mean, most journalists should be lawful neutral, I'd say. (laughs) But... Yeah, but I think you're chaotic. Good. Well, pro- I like that you. True. I like yeah. that you're saying it's probably true, which is a hallmark of good journalism. Oh, what's a paladin, Adam? A, a paladin is like a, a warrior knight, sort of a priest warrior knight. In Dungeons and Dragons. No. And and other similar. No, oh my I was goodness! A, I was a lawful good paladin. <laughs> I just can't believe in this audience there was someone who didn't know what a paladin was. I think they're just. I think they're just trying to take your role from yeah, you. Paladin was Jack Palance in Have Gun Will Travel. It's for the old people. Okay, what about a more recent movie? No, I don't have any. You got nothing. I, I don't think that's true. I don't think it John was Jack Wick. Palance. <laughs> You said it was Jack Palance, but I don't think it was Jack Palance. Really? Oh, my God. Was oh, wow. First this is where we Rich- are now. First name. <laughs> I shouldn't have you guys have phones. His first name was Richard. No, Richard. it was Andrew something, I feel like. <laughs> Adam, why don't you tell the people what you do when you're not playing role-playing games? Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a writer uh, at Wired. Uh, mostly, mostly about. Uh, thank you. I'll take it. Uh, um, mostly about science and other miscellaneous geekery. Adam Rogers, everyone. Thank you for being here. All right. Final question, and get to know the contestants. Which contestant got Roseanne Barr to blurb a new book about punching Nazis? <laughs> Natasha Muse. I want to say Kevin. <laughs> 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 I'm giving it to you, and Kevin has stormed off stage. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought that because we talked about this in no. this week's Quizlet, <laughs> yeah. we didn't have to talk about this. No, tonight. because some of people in this audience might not listen to the Quizatron podcast, and I want to make sure that everyone knows <laughs> that Keith Lil Jensen just wrote a book about punching Nazis, and the blurb on the front cover is from Roseanne. Barr. A Nazi, <laughs> <laughs> an actual you guys, Nazi. You gotta all cackle. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, tell us. <laughs> Yay. Whoever that was, please come get the first audience. <laughs> shot, 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 shot. Uh, 
shut, 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 shut. I've actually, I've even added, I've added the audience into the game so that we can give them points. (laughs) So, well done. Well done. You've just scored some points for the audience. And it's being poured by someone that literally wrote the book on alcohol. (laughs) I'm going to try to get some Foley on that. And luckily, I know this audience member, and I know she's of age, so you're fine. (laughs) She is now. Uh... Keith, when's your book come out? <laughs> it's, it's been out for a while. <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> like, like, like the day that it was too late to change the cover is the day that I called them and went, you know, I'm feeling worse and worse about that Roseanne quote. <laughs> and they were like, it's at the printers. It'll be fine. And then you jump forward like three weeks and it got increasingly not fine. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> well, we all, we all sympathize with you, uh, Kevin. Uh, but you're Keith like- Jensen is here, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That might be a collector's item, though. Like That's one of the last be. things that be. was published with her. It's going to be funny now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just wait a couple years. All right. Let's get into our first real round. Uh, round number two. The category is gay science. Hmm? The best audience ever. That was a great Yeah, they're reaction. very good. What did you do? <laughs> very good. Do it again. All right. Question number one. Who wrote the gay science? <laughs> Adam. Simon Lede. Incorrect. I'm so sorry. Keith. George Michaels. Absolutely not. No, no. I should get points for that. No, no. No, the audience agrees with me. No. Natasha. Was it Cock Yernicus? No. <laughs> no, but that got a big reaction, so I'm going to give you points for it, but no. No. Seth, you're the last one. Do you, gotta, you have an idea who wrote the gay science? Uh, no, because it was they used a pseudonym, so I don't know. They did not. So you're wrong. You're glad. You, it's good well, you didn't good. buzz in, though. So you, you're all right. You got away. <laughs> it was actually Nietzsche. Nietzsche wrote the gay science. He wrote uh, gay happy though. Yeah, he wrote it. What's that? He was talking about happy though. He, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. What's famous. the difference? Yeah. No, that was the pun here. Is that it wasn't actually about gay people. <laughs> It just, it, it occurred to me when writing an entire category of questions about the gay science, I should mention the gay science. Uh, <laughs> it also known as joyful wisdom. Uh, it's where he first proposed God is dead, that yeah. whole thing. So super happy. Yeah. Super happy. <laughs> really upbeat. I read that God is dead in the New York Times. What's that? I said I read that God is dead in the New York Times. I heard about it through a Kevin Sorbo movie. <laughs> <laughs> In which he plays an atheist professor. Wow. <laughs> that must have been a Herculean effort. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give you some points for that. I wasn't sure which way that was gonna go. Give you some points for that. It's I'm early gonna... in the evening. She's still enjoying puns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in a good mood tonight, so puns are a okay. <laughs> Question number two: What primate is known to engage in penis fencing? Natasha, is it our old friend the bonobo? It absolutely is our old friend the bonobo. Well done, Natasha. Well done. To be fair, though, also humans. I've seen it. (laughs) Keith, do you have some? I didn't use my hands. 
yes, in fact, uh, you know, bonobos are well known for their interesting sex lives, and uh, they engage in apparently uh, as much male male homosexual behavior as male female, and the uh, females uh, rub their genitals together quite often as nice. a instead of fighting, they just rub them together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, great. Question number... Uh, We're all just uh, quietly absorbing that fact. Yeah, no, let's yeah. all think about bonobos yeah. run, rubbing their just female... Basically scissoring. scissoring. Yeah. Bonobos scissoring. <laughs> That's a, quite a... <laughs> That's a, getting some bangs in there. Uh, question number three. What famous scientist and artist once stood trial for sodomizing a male prostitute? What famous scientist and artist once stood trial for sodomizing a male prostitute? Something. Natasha. Is it our old friend Da Vinci? You absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha. Oh my goodness. Did you study up on your LGBTQ history before? I did open that tab. Nice. Uh, luckily for him, the charges were actually dropped. Uh, Either because a friend of the Medici's was also charged with the same thing, or because no one in Venice really cared at that point, because they're like, everybody is having sex with everybody. It's not that big of a deal. Um, And Leonardo, for the record, also once wrote that the act of procreation between men and women is disgusting, and he wondered at the miracle that allowed the human race to continue existing. (laughs) He was super gay. (laughs) All right, here we go. Question number four. Uh, Why do researchers consider giraffes to be, and I quote, especially gay? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, why are giraffes especially gay? (laughs) Natasha. Because they're often spotted at gay watering holes. (laughs) Spotted. Because they have spots. I'm so taking <laughs> points away because you had to repeat spotted several times before the audience got it. But you can't buy that kind of confidence. That was pretty amazing. No, I appreciate it, but no. Were they nicking? No, no. Any other guesses? Come on. Why are giraffes especially gay? Come on, stick your neck out, Come somebody. On. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. And she got you got your point. points back. You got your points back. No? Okay, here's a fun thing (laughs) that I was delighted to learn. Uh, Giraffes actually, uh, there's more male-on-male action than male-on-female action by an order of magnitude almost. (laughs) Yes, yes. Bruce Bagamil wrote in his book, Biological Exuberance, and I quote, (laughs) and I quote, during an exhaustive study of giraffes, uh, researchers recorded 17 homosexual mounts and one heterosexual (laughs) mount in more than a year and 3,200 hours of observation. Okay, but what part of town were they in? (laughs) How how are there... They were in the Castro. <laughs> they adopt. Okay, That's 94% of all observations were same-sex mountains. It's time to have some conversations with the graduate student who did the observations. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, and they, they put it out have there. Have some conversation with the giraffes. I mean, they're, they're going to be a vanishing species soon enough. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of incredible that they've kept up their rate of reproduction <laughs> to the point that they have. Yeah. Uh, 
the the researchers did point out, you know, this is just observed, but if they missed a lot of heterosexual couplings, then they probably missed a lot of homosexual couplings as well. So the 94% homo uh, number is probably pretty accurate. So they are super gay. Well, maybe the giraffes just really get, the, the gay ones just really get off on being in public. Oh, right. They're, they're like exhibitionists. Giraffe, yeah. giraffe pride parade going yeah. on. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why you see just, so many giraffes in zoos and stuff. Yeah, they just want to be seen. They like to be seen. Yeah, yeah. they want to feel seen. Yeah. I want to get this information out there because I would love to see giraffes become the mascot of pride parades and whatnot. Like, uh, now that Toys R Us is out of business, uh, <laughs> what's, what's Jeffrey doing? <laughs> He does spell his he does spell his name that weird way. Yeah, like Joffrey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like the game at the I don't know what that means. Sadist. Question number five. Dr. Charles Roselli of the Oregon Health and Science University studies gay sheep. Why does he get death threats? Why does a man studying gay sheep get death threats? Keith. Because he's helping them be gay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm so sorry. That's incorrect. Why does a man studying gay sheep get death threats? Adam. The funding agencies think he's pleasing them? Sorry, I missed that because I dropped my phone on the floor. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you points because I didn't hear it, and I have to like pick up my phone for a second. So, yeah, you really locked down on that one. Uh, does anybody in the audience know? Because he's bad now. <laughs> I was going to say that I didn't want to lose any points, so I felt like. No, it's because he's studying possible, possible physiological reasons for homosexuality mm. in their brains. Because unlike, so a lot of animals in the animal kingdom exhibit homosexual behavior, but a lot of them are, most of them are bisexual. But in sheep, there is a ton of rams that are just exclusively gay. <laughs> like they have no interest in the ladies. And so he decided to look at their brains to see if there's any difference between them and hetero rams. And he has found evidence that there might be some slight differences. That's gotten him some angry messages. <laughs> How dare he? From, <laughs> well, there are people apparently uh, through that sort of word of mouth bad science reporting, it kind of got distorted into this guy is looking to cure homosexuality, which he is not doing. Um, but that combined with PETA, who are angry that he's just studying animals at all, means that this guy gets death threats on the regular. But he's doing really interesting research, and there's an entire department at the University of Oregon dedicated to studying gay sheep, which, so which when I you, think is great. when you buy, like, a, a pride sweater, is that made from their wool? Or? <laughs> Only if you're in the Pacific Northwest, where it's a law that says all of that wool must come from gay sheep. That's a just and fair law. You're just scratching the surface. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the effect of the lamb. Just let it go away. It's okay. You you passed up the ram pun. I saw it hurting you, so you can have this one. Because all of of them are like, it's not not you, it's me. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm not buzzing uh, shit. No, that's not <laughs> happening. Audience, uh, applaud if you want him to get points. All right, there you go. You got some points. 
All right. Uh, question number six. A three-year-old at West Midlands Safari Park recently happened upon three lions doing what? Keith. Well, having gay sex, given the category. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Having a gay orgy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was, there's a video that you can watch. Yes. In which <laughs> there are three lions having a gay orgy. And in the background, you see a three-year-old. You hear a three-year-old in an English accent go, naughty boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's, it's like great. that Charlie video. Right. <laughs> right. That's yeah. the new Charlie bit me. <laughs> All right, last question in this round, question number seven. A survey of nearly 12,000 Australians found that people who discriminated against same-sex couples were more likely to be what? Natasha. Australian. (laughs) That's incorrect, but it got a surprising number of laughs, so we'll give you points for it. They're always surprised. Clearly the audience is on your side here. Uh, no, any other guesses? People who discriminate against same-sex couples are more likely to be... Gay themselves. Incorrect. I'm so sorry. Hmm. Any I bet other... I'm right. <laughs> <You're>... Maybe. <laughs> any other guesses? I feel like you guys could get this. Does anybody in the audience know? No? Not white, not Christian? You're dancing around it, though. New Zealanders? New Zealanders? <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? Conservative. <laughs> uh, no, but I appreciate your, uh, your confidence. Your confidence. You're still, you're very close. Uh, the correct answer is um, stupid. <laughs> the correct answer is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even after controlling for demogra- demographic data, including education, uh, they found that people with lower cognitive ability were more likely, uh, and that's on three different cognitive tests, were more likely to disagree with the statement homosexual couples should have the same rights as heterosexual couples do. Don't they just keep having them come in for more tests? Just like, come in again, we want to give you another IQ test. We right. just want to know what's We don't going believe on. you can be you that stupid. <laughs> you think it was an artifact? Just two more IQ tests. Well, I mean, that makes me point out my, like, IQ tests in general, uh-huh. shady as fuck you know so take this one with a grain of salt but yeah basically they failed on a lot of like basic verbal uh iq tests you know so yeah uh okay so that is the end of round one let's see what our scores look like uh it looks like natasha muse is in first place with 500 points (laughs) seth and the seth and the audience are tied with a (laughs) hundred And then bringing up the rear, we've got Adam and Keith with negative 100. Although I, I, I want to point out we're, we're teams, so comedians versus scientists. Nope. So I'm, no, that's yeah, not yes, the way it goes. Yes. No. No, that's not. I don't know. I'm with Natasha. I didn't say anything. Yeah. So that's not it. <laughs> okay, here we Apparently go. Apparently that's the secret to winning the game, Seth, is just not just, to say just anything. Just be quiet. It'd be a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. It's working for it's you. It's a good strategy at work. <laughs> Question number three. Science. Thank you. <laughs> uh, question number one, round three. Uh, geoscientists say that our days are actually getting longer due to what? Seth. Tides of the moon. Absolutely correct. Seth Shostak. Buzzing in against his better interests. Look at it this way. You'll have more time to do things. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the moon. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you want to? Do you know how that happens? What's going on there? Well, I'm sure you all are very familiar with the conservation of angular momentum. Don't I assume. know I am. Don't assume. <laughs> not make assumptions. I believe in gay marriage, of course. But if you... Uh, the, the, the interesting thing is, how do they know that? Right? Because you might say it, it, it turns out that about two or three billion years ago, the day was only 18 hours. And now it's 24. You might say, well, how do you, you know, they couldn't find clocks from that ear. And it turns out, you, you just look at, you know, bivalves, you know, clams and things like that. And you can see the growth rings. I mean, there weren't clams three billion years ago, but that's how they do it. It's biological evidence. Anyhow. proto But it's also, it's freshman physics, so there you go. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, wow. So if you, if you couldn't figure it out, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's right. But, but it is to your benefit. But the moon is also moving away as a consequence. This is not a free lunch. Oh. Yeah. Did you notice that the moon tonight was a little farther away than it was? I, I did. I noticed that, yeah. 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 No, we all noticed. Yeah, it's about an We're not idiots, Seth. <laughs> yeah. We noticed the moon is getting further away. <laughs> well, that's going to make it harder for this space program. <laughs> it's, it's about an inch a year, so. All right. Yeah, everybody knew that. I don't even know why we're still talking. Let's move on to the next one. Question Almost. number two. <laughs> According to a paper in this month's European Journal of Social Psychology, a surprising number of men associate women with birds, leading those men to be more likely to do what? Natasha. Put women in cages. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? You know what? I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) Because the metaphor works, they're more likely to discriminate against women. Oh, wow. All right. (laughs) Uh, It's true. So this is a thing, uh, you know, in, in the UK, Keith, you look like you want to say something already. <laughs> you didn't give us a chance to buss in after Natasha was wrong. Because, no, she was right. She oh. said, put them in cages. Oh, you gave and her the point? <laughs> metaphorically, she is correct. Okay. Yeah. I'm then. so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Keith. He is legitimately upset right he now. He really <laughs> is. And it's kind of adorable. This is worse than the Roseanne Barr thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't be sexist against that emu. Uh, so, so this is a thing where, uh, you know, women, uh, a lot of men implicitly relate women to birds. In the UK, they call women birds. birds. Here in the US, we call them chicks sometimes. Uh, and, you know, if you watch uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, D is a bird. Um, and so these researchers set out to, f- to figure out if, men who, if anyone who relates women to birds is more likely to be sexist. They found women weren't more likely to relate women to birds, uh, but men were, and the men who were most likely to relate women to birds were also more likely to discriminate against them for employment and things like that. So, yeah, it's a negative problem that you didn't even know was a problem. (laughs) It's a new thing to worry about. How should women respond to that? Like, try to be less (laughs) bird-like? Right. Like, the best you can do is, like, dress up like a mouse or, like, some (laughs) kind of mammal when you go in for an interview. (laughs) Just really, like, accentuate your mammalian features. I thought that was already a given. I mean, well, no, here's the thing. Like, I pluck my face every day. (laughs) But, you know, if I'm going in for an interview, maybe I'll let those... Let that uh, freak flag fly. (laughs) How did they find that out? Was it like a... 
Uh, it's okay. through – there's a particular test uh, called an implicit association test that's done in psychology in which you ask people to uh, – basically you pair things together. And this was famously done for uh, black people and the idea of right. monkeys and apes. And you have uh, someone looking at a computer screen and every time they see uh, a black person or an ape, they press something with their left hand. And every time they see a white person or – some other animal, they press it with their right hand. And then you judge how many seconds it takes them to to do that. And that's how you figure out whether or not they have this sort of implicit idea in their head that relates the two. So they did that with women and birds and then showing them men and mammals. Uh, similar, like small, cute animals, similar to the birds, so that they could make it as even as possible. And yeah, what they found was like the longer it takes you to 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 do that, the less biased you are. In general, I feel like since you since you rightly uh, called bullshit on IQ testing, that it is it is the case <laughs> that like in the social sciences in general, in implicit association tests in particular, all of the issues that people see with reproducibility, with p hacking, where people go in and sort of move statistics around. I don't know this exact study, so I'm not trying to be a total jerk about it. But these are the exact fields and the exact subject where. They are they're very good headlines and they are crummy studies. So I would I this is the no. sort of thing where I go like you should mention that. that. This feels a little bit like something <laughs> that they would talk about at Quizatron. You know what I'm saying? It's just buzz you in there. That's I, I was on your side at first because yes, we should be critical of studies like that, but you should never be critical of Quizotron. <laughs> okay, because we talk a, about this stuff. In judgment. I, yeah, I, yeah, I it was. <laughs> yeah. Don't they call men asses? Right? Are yeah. you? I would, I would love purpose. to see that study. <laughs> Are you able to now buzz him in on your own from over there? I always have been, but I didn't remember it last month, so. <laughs> You're like a god. I am. I'm exactly like a god, and you should never forget it. <laughs> okay, uh, next question. Um, question number three. Scientists at the University of Exeter recently discovered that prawns have different personalities. What were the two major personality types? <laughs> prawns are also known as shrimp. <laughs> if that helps you <laughs> figure out their possible personalities, Adam. Some of them are assholes, <laughs> for sure. But I don't know what the other one is. I'm going to give you a point for that. <laughs> and if anybody can get closer, Keith. Introvert and extrovert? Yes. Very well done, Keith. It's like that ENTF. Which, which one's the asshole in that scenario? You're going to get in trouble either way. Well, so I don't remember. both are slightly off the mark, but Keith's was a little closer because the personality types are shy or bold. Okay. And one thing I know... The so Shy bold. Prawn is definitely my next band name. <laughs> um, shyer prawns uh, tended to uh, be actually more successful in hunting and finding food because once they found a food source, they would grab it and like sort of like hunker down <laughs> and munch on it, while the bolder prawns would uh, take a few bites and then run off to find more food, which usually ended up in them battling against other bold prawns and sometimes dying. So 
it's better like the to be on Game of Thrones. It's like we're going to the bold prawn. Yeah, but, but those are the ones that ended up in the surf and turf, right? That's right. The, the bolder bold the prawn, okay. the more surfy the turfy. Yeah. Indeed. Did anyone else think of Lord of the Rings when she said Shire prawns? <laughs> I was picturing a little Frodo prawn, a little Sam. All right, that that, that got a laugh. We'll, we'll give that to you. Oh, wait, I did it wrong. <laughs> There we go. I gave, oh, you, I gave you a point for that. If you, if you think about it, they're little... Hobbits are shrimpy, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. going to rat me out? <laughs> <laughs> did you hear yeah, that? Yeah, I heard he was making you're, a shrimpy Hobbits nothing. joke, and he, we will he deduct did it points. Like, he, he did it off mic. Yeah. He didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Adam, but... Sorry, no, Andrew. It's every man for himself, buddy. <laughs> Tough but fair. Question number four. For the first time, researchers have identified six different kinds of disgust. How many can you name? <laughs> Come on, you guys. Keith. None. Technically a right answer. <laughs> all right. All right. You beat me on my own game. <laughs> name a type of disgust to get a point. <laughs> Natasha. Uh, bodily? Yes. Uh, one of them is, in fact... Uh, Atypical bodily appearance, like, you know, having lumps where lumps should not occur. Oh, these, are things, these are things to be disgusted at. Yes. Oh, so not, it's, it's not the flavor of your own disgust. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of both. But, yeah, it's like things that disgust people. There are six, six flavors. <laughs> One is bodily. Do we have any more guesses? Uh, yeah. I, I heard that the audience uh, – wait, let me, let me make sure – uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to buzz you guys in. Smell is not one. Smell. <laughs> yeah, like disgust. Sit. You know. yeah. 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 Smell is what you, with the... Um, yeah, no, I've had yeah. this before. Yeah. 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 Factor. yeah, we all know what smell is. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so because when people, with their nose... We need it to be more, a little more specific. Like, what sort of bad things might you smell and then be disgusted? Keith. Dead bad things. <laughs> Dead bad things. <laughs> Rotting uh, dead, dead things. No. <laughs> excrement. Um, weirdly, excrement is not. No, oh, maybe that's just a learned. Behavior. It's not in there. I mean, it should be, but it's not. <laughs> Natasha. Uh, the behavior of other people. Uh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I get for trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lesson is never try. <laughs> All right, oh. double it down. Okay, yeah, uh, go on. Sexual. Uh, buzzing. Yes, <laughs> sexual is one. Well done. Uh, yeah, sexual like um, like like herpes sores and things like that down under. Uh, that is one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you the rest of them because you guys have taken so long to get to. Uh, <laughs> the the six are atypical body appearance, uh, scabs and lesions, risky sex, herpes, things like that, uh, poor hygiene, unfamiliar or spoiled food, and strange animals or insects. Uh, <laughs> they surveyed uh, 2,500 people about various disgusting situations and uh, the the most disgusting thing they found was open wounds with like pus and stuff. <laughs> and in general, women tended to be more disgusted than men. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. But men win when it comes to being disgusting. That's and and you always have that. <laughs> 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 
I'm weirded <laughs> You're out. On your own. <laughs> Question number five. A controversial new study claims that there's evidence that what animal is so weird it might actually be an alien? Keith. Octopus, but I knew it before the audience. Absolutely correct. Audience, you can't, don't give it to them until I ask you guys, but well done, Keith. Uh, did you read this news yes. story? And, and the ones debunking it after as well. That's, that was my next question. Uh, <laughs> Seth, have, has SETI considered pointing your radio telescopes at an octopus? We did, but the, the, the boss said the idea sucked, so we didn't do it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. Here, take. Take your well, boy. Take your boy. <laughs> no, it's the octopi, octopuses, I guess. It, it, both, both plurals seem to be acceptable. It's all, or octopodes is also acceptable because it's Greek. Octopodes is a ballet stance. Or o- octopodes, I guess. Is, but yeah. I don't know. I was a kid I mean, when I, I read it. I think if they were from outer space, they wouldn't have DNA, would they? Exactly. Yeah, they they look exactly like everything else from like all the way down to their molecules. But yeah, it was a stupid paper, and this isn't actually science. But I couldn't think of another category to put it in, so it went into science, and I apologize. See, Adam, we're very clear about sometimes when the science isn't quite up to snuff. I apologize. Thank you. Speaking of, in question number six, Doctor Oz, known as America's Doctor, thanks to Oprah Winfrey recently uh, <laughs> said people can learn about their personal health by examining what, Adam? Their horoscopes. Absolutely correct. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, he deleted the tweet when he got a lot of pushback, led by previous Quizotron guest Jen Gunter. <laughs> That's an actual last name? Gunter? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. That's yes. weird, because I... So I, I read a book I hated uh, <laughs> featured Gunters. Anyways, I lost the whole audience. That's Great. Cool. No, thank you for sharing. That was fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else read and didn't like Ready Player One? Oh, oh was okay. that a Gunter? Gunters it? featured heavily into that narrative. Yeah, see, I purged it from my memory as soon Great. as I read it. Right, cool. so, yeah. So apparently everybody else did. That's so weird that yeah. I get zero. Never happened. Yeah. All right. A book and movie never happened in here, no. apparently. <laughs> Just, it doesn't look like anything to us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ready player none. Yeah. <laughs> Please be ready player done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dr. Oz thinks that your astrological sign can tell you about your health. Uh, and I quote, when we first meet someone, we may notice their Capricorn determination or Taurus stability, but astrological signs may reveal a lot more about our health. Oh boy. Well, oh, cancer. My yeah, I know. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, you can... All right. All right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. It was an easy joke, but it was well done. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> Question number seven. A University of Edinburgh study suggests that people who are smarter tend to wear what? (laughs) Natasha. Scarves. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, you don't deserve those points I just gave you, and you don't deserve... That extended laughter. You got the room back, didn't you? (laughs) But I still gave you the points. No. (laughs) What do smarter people tend to wear? Adam. Sunscreen. Uh, No. You're right, but you're wrong, unfortunately. But 
Actually, Natasha is closer, uh, if that helps, Keith. Uh, corduroy blazers with elbow patches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, you got a stupidly long laugh after that, so I'm giving it to you, but no. But also... Well, you know what? I think he really swayed the You are getting though. even... <laughs> <laughs> I should just go. Oh, my God. You are getting even closer. So, like, Seth hasn't answered yet, and maybe you can figure out what the correct answer is that smarter people tend to wear. Uh, tweed sports jackets with leather on No, that's literally elbows. what he just said. <laughs> you okay, you can't just say okay, what you... Right. Would you please hit the button so you can lose points? <laughs> you, can't, you can't just say what Keith said. Okay. In fact, that's terrible advice. Like, never say what Keith said. It won't work out well for anyone. All right, audience. Somebody in the audience knows this. Yes, glasses. Well done, audience. Oh my God! Who was the first person that said it? It was over here. Would you like a shot? Yeah, Yeah, come on down. Get yourself a shot. (laughs) So, what made you decide to do that? Uh, Oh, I don't know. And he's wearing glasses. And he's wearing glasses. So that's how he got that. Well done, audience. Give yourselves a round of applause. We make fun of movies for that all the time. This is another suspect study. No, 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 no. It's 100% correct. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I do have to take the wind out of everyone's sails, but it is because it's another study about intelligence, and those are always really tricky. And to make matters worse, this is a study about intelligence and genetics. And it was a genetic analysis of more than 300,000 people that found overlap between genes that are thought to impact uh, cognitive function and those that also affect eyesight. And they found that people with higher cognitive function would be more likely to need glasses. You know, you could publish a paper debunking this that was just a picture of this table where I'm the only one wearing glasses. Yeah, yeah with your scores behind you. With our scores up there, right? Yeah, basically. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, This is all very nebulous. Don't, there you go. Seth is now wearing his glasses, so he's about to rocket into the lead <laughs> at any moment. Uh, okay. Question number eight. Oh, and by the way, I should mention, uh, this does go up as a podcast, and I also post all of the notes for the show on my Patreon. So if you want to know all the links to all of the studies, they're all going to be there. So you, the, follow us at Quizotron, and you'll get all the information if you want to follow up on these. So just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> like, it, yes, yes, I'm shilling my Patreon, <laughs> but also, you know, I want you guys to have the information. Uh, okay, question number eight. All right, we're ready. Astronomer. <laughs> For those at home, <laughs> Natasha has put on a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> and unknown to her, it makes her look much, much stupider. <laughs> because. Not just stupid, it- but stupider. <laughs> Damn, Rebecca. <laughs> Because it is, it, is, it is rather dark in here. <laughs> There's no way that could help her at all. <laughs> she won't even be able to find the buzzer. <laughs> so I can see all the shady business. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, put your puns away. I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> Question number eight. Astronomers recently announced that what might actually be a billion comets squished together? Natasha. It's got to be her old friend Pluto. 
Absolutely correct. This was this was a Seth Showstack gimme. <laughs> he doesn't buy it. This is going to go ugly for Pluto. I'm just going to follow my strategy. <laughs> just remaining silent. Did you did you see this news, Seth? I actually didn't, but it, it's actually quite reasonable. But the thing is that there are plenty more Plutos where that one came from. So a lot of comets have given their all for this uh, outer solar system. <laughs> This comes from data from the New Horizons mission that suggested that Pluto uh, had a ton of nitrogen and they were trying to figure out where all that nitrogen might come from. And the leading theory right now is that, yeah, it might be a bunch, like a billion comets all squished together. And if this pans out, that could also be true for the other outer planets like Jupiter and Saturn. I don't know about those, but there, there are plenty of things beyond Pluto that look like Pluto. But, you know, you can just go down to the Pacific here. And that's all comet juice, too, so. Comet juice? Yeah. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean? Yeah. Where did the water come from? It came from somewhere. Right? The Earth wasn't born with all that water, right? The Earth was hot. But all this water arrived from somewhere. Someone hasn't read their Bible. <laughs> okay. So you're saying that the octopuses came here in a comet filled with water? <laughs> if I, am I understanding that correctly? Not, no, but... <laughs> all right. Good stuff all around. Can Seth have a point for setting that up for me and Natasha? Well... Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll give it to him. <laughs> I mean, it's not fair. He knows all this stuff. And me and Natasha are just like the class. Bible! <laughs> Question number nine. Uh, new research from the University of California suggests that you will have a harder time remembering something if you do what? Forget it. Oh. Yes, Seth. I said forget it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Adam. Drink? <laughs> Also not what I'm looking for. I'm so sorry, Natasha. Uh, you, if you try to multitask while you learn it? No. Good guess, but no. Keith, you got anything? It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's just you and the audience left. All right. Audi- audience, does anybody know? Walk through a door. <laughs> Walk through a door is incorrect. I'm so sorry. Uh, all right. You guys apparently did not read this. It's really kind of fascinating. If you take a picture... Uh, so previous research has suggested that long-term couples might offload memories to one another, where one couple remembers things that another doesn't. And this research looked at whether or not you might do the same thing between you and a camera. So they showed subjects a painting with a bunch of stuff in it, and they had some of the subjects take a photo of it, and then others didn't. And then they waited 20 seconds and then quizzed them on what was in the painting. And the people who took a picture were much more likely to forget what they had seen, even if they had to delete the picture immediately after they took it. Wait, wait, are you sure this isn't because they weren't framing the, the photo, you know, adjusting the exposure, setting the shutter speed, and then they never bothered to look at the picture? No, because they thought of that. They had them take the picture and then spend the 15 seconds staring at the, photo, that, at the picture. They had the other group just spend 15 seconds staring at the picture. Oh, my God. I've been taking so many pictures of what's-her-name, my daughter. You're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea I was 
<laughs> doing such harm. All right. We'll, we'll give you 100 points for, you know, basically dissing your daughter on a podcast that will be around forever. So. I love you, Max. You know, I hope that was worth it. <laughs> All right. That's the end of that round. Let's take a look at the scores. Holy crap. Natasha Muse in the lead with 1,000 points. Keith Lil Jensen somehow in second with 500. Somehow. They, well, you don't tend to do well here. Uh, the audience... <laughs> In the middle with 200. Seth, your, 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 your plan is not doing too well here. You're wait, only at, wait for the final round. You're okay. All right. You're at 100 <laughs> points in Adam. Adam, you're at negative 100. You all right. What? So another way to, another way to work oh, that is um, scientists in last place. Yeah. That's yeah. True. That's true. That's Both true. of our yeah. scientists are not doing well. Real poor showing. Pick, pick it up. Pick it up. I'm pretty sure the scientists will do better. In our next round. No, no, this is part of America's anti-intellectual attitude. Yeah. That's what it is. No, that's... Yeah. Insulting the audience is probably the way to go. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure Seth's going to kill it here. Round four is sex. Yeah. Sexy sex. Sex. Question number one. Diane Black, a Republican representative from Tennessee, recently blamed porn for what societal ill... Keith. School shootings. Absolutely correct. You got to be faster on that button, Seth. I saw you. Yeah, away. get it get it close. Yeah, did you did you read this horrible woman say a horrible thing? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about it no further actually. <laughs> yeah, she thinks uh, yeah, porn causes school shootings and that's why there will continue to be school shootings and that's depressing. So we're just going to forge forward. It's weird how her last name is named after her heart. <laughs> her cold black heart. Yeah. yeah. It's true. All right, that that didn't go over, but it's okay. I'm not going to deduct points. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Question number two. Psychologists at McGill University recently published evidence that men with higher levels of sex hormones like testosterone are less likely to believe in what? Natasha. Uh, God. Yes, absolutely correct. Was that a guess or did you read this? I think I heard it on some kind of podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Was it this one from the future? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I met those aliens from Arrival and right. I'm cheating at life now. Right. Those Excellent. Well, well done. Arrival. Yeah. You mean Arrival? The, the, the one where they look like squid? Uh, octopus? Yeah. <laughs> I believe you mean Octopodes. Listen, the Japanese have already started farming them. Because you can get 2,000 servings of sushi out of every alien. That's amazing. It's true. It's true. All right. That, gonna, the audience is really into that, so you got some points yeah. there, Seth. He traveled a really long way for yeah, those points. Yeah, it was a long way around, but apparently to the audience it was worth it. I stopped paying attention halfway through, but they loved it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's true. They're, they're less likely to be religious, at least. Uh, more than a thousand men over the age of 57 were surveyed in 2005 and again in 2010. And those with higher levels of testosterone, uh, were less likely to attend religious functions or talk to religious leaders about important issues in their lives. Um, that said, th- this is a correlation. It's not cause and effect. So again, uh, don't like start lifting at the gym if you want to get out of going to church on Sunday. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this, this could be this misinterpreted. Chain is going weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question number three. Another set of researchers at McGill University. Uh, they're on it this month. <laughs> 
they studied 269 Pornhub videos to determine what? How many? 269. Really? Oh, scientists. (laughs) What were they they trying to determine? Keith. If they felt like shooting up a school. (laughs) (laughs) I like that pause where the audience was like, should we laugh at this? (laughs) (laughs) They they were like, laugh or groan, and they made the right choice. I'm going to give you points even though you're wrong, (laughs) because I do like a callback even when it's depressing. Uh, no, they studied 269 porn videos. Any other guesses as to why, Natasha? To see how they end. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea they ended. (laughs) (laughs) No. You. (laughs) No. No, they were actually trying to figure out if porn has gotten more violent, uh, Mm. and it turns out it hasn't. Uh, There's a lot of talk about the idea that porn has gotten more violent over the years, but in fact, uh, about 13% of videos portrayed non-consensual aggression in 2008, Uh, but by 2016, that figure was 3%. So the amount of non-consensual violence in porn has actually gone down quite drastically. So yeah, we're all going to be okay. You know, considering the size of the porn industry, 2069 is a tiny, tiny sample. That's true. That's true. But is size really the way (laughs) to think about? I don't. It's not decide how to use it. I feel like that's not giving Adam some points for a dick joke. Okay. Okay. (laughs) What they, you know, they did find though that. They looked at the the thumbs up on videos because there are people out there who like comment on That's porn not videos thumb. and stuff. <laughs> I'm not giving. <laughs> when she said thumbs up, no, she mean a genre. no, no, no. Making that guy guffaw is not. No, no. I should point to No, I'm not going to encourage this. <laughs> right. My I re- points. I refuse to encourage this. <laughs> My point be, and now I'm going to give an actual interesting fact, and it's not going to be as liked because you made a dick joke. (laughs) Typical man. (gasps) They found (laughs) that uh, people were more likely to like videos where the woman expressed pleasure and not pain. So, yeah, yeah. See, we're going to be okay. (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of frightening that we respond with anything other than, well, no shit. Yeah, I know. I know. The fact that it's even a thing. I know. Let's move on. I wanted to go back to depressing. Stop making it depressing, Keith. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Question number four. In a survey of 1,400 college students, psychologists found a strong link between depression and what app on your phone? Keith. Facebook. Incorrect. Damn it. That was like a question from last month, which the answer was Facebook, so I see where you were going there. But this is a new study, (laughs) and it's a different app. Natasha. I'm going to go with our old friend Tinder. Absolutely correct. Well done, Natasha. Thank you. I feel like maybe this isn't fair because she's friends with all these people. Apparently. (laughs) Uh, They're upset with the idea that they would be friends with me. (laughs) See? Yeah, uh, the it was mostly college students, and the ones who used Tinder had uh, worse self-esteem and worse body image. 
So Tinder is bad for you. Don't use right. it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're, you're getting tail from it, at which point just keep on. Uh, no, question number five. Last month, The Economist tweeted a link to a story with the headline, Women do not prefer different sorts of men during different parts of their menstrual cycle, a new study says. The tweet was accompanied by a photo of what blockbuster movie character? Yeah, I know. This took a real right turn you weren't expecting. So again, the, <laughs> it's not the safe but puffed marshmallow but i gotta say the audience is close repeat the question the audience is very close here like how last month the economist tweeted a link to a story with the headline women do not prefer different sorts of men during different parts of their menstrual cycle a new study says what was the image that was tweeted along with this it was a picture of what blockbuster movie character a recent it was a recent film think stay puffed marshmallow i can't believe nobody else saw this this is like the funniest thing I saw on Twitter last month, so I had to include it. Nobody in the audience knows? No other guesses? The Hawk, very close. Extremely close. Keith? Thor. No. It was Thanos. <laughs> For some reason, there was a picture of Thanos <laughs> along with the headline, women do not prefer different sorts of men during different parts of their menstrual cycle. Thanos, son of Titan, worshiper of death. See, I can't afford to see that movie until it comes to the $4 theater. Oh, I see. This well, is economically biased against me. This well, time. you're lucky because I have like 18 more jokes about it, but they're all spoilers for Infinity War, so right. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Uh, actually, we're kind of we're running a little low on time, so I might just uh, let's let's skip. To, we're going to do our last category after we check our scores. Uh, so, in first place is Natasha, Damn. with thirteen hundred. Oh, that might be our highest score. Thus right, far. and she did it with oh. two right answers. That's the amazing. I know. <laughs> I'll it's, take it. I don't care. It's pretty incredible. Uh, and in second place, Keith Lowe Jensen with 500. Seth, you're doing better. You're up to 200. You're tied with the audience still. 200. The audience? Yeah. <laughs> and then Adam. That's not a compliment for you. No. <laughs> no. And then Adam, you're bringing up the rear with negative 100. But that's okay because I feel like you guys are going to do really well on our next, our next category. The next category and our final category Round five, science according to InfoWars. Oh, wow. Hands on buzzers. <sighs> Question number one. According to InfoWars, what, ni- what 1980s cartoon tried to warn us about the horrors of DNA tampering? <laughs> Natasha. It's got to be your old friends, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm so sorry that's incorrect. That would, that would fit, though. Right? It should it be would, correct, though. It would. That would make sense. Yeah, I would actually loop back to the Da Vinci conversation. It would have. So that would have been great. You're not getting your points back. (laughs) (laughs) The more you talk, the more I want to mark you wrong again. (laughs) Any other guesses? What 1980s cartoon tried to warn us about the horrors of DNA tampering? Yeah, Natasha's got it already. It's not My Little Pony. Any other guesses? Come on. Nobody even wants... Just guess a 19... You're terrified of losing your points. Keith. G.I. Joe. Yes, it's G.I. Joe. Well done, Keith L. Jensen. Yeah, give him a round of applause. 
I want. I'm a good actor. I made it look like a hail mary pass, but I knew. I knew. Did you know? Yeah, I knew the whole you, time. You saw that video. Yeah. <laughs> Because here's the problem with this category is that like 90% of their news stories are just clips of Alex Jones on video <laughs> ranting. So I have to like watch them to get something to say like in this section here. Oh my God. I'm so, so I sorry to, for I you. I have to click through and watch a video to be like, why do they think GI Joe predicted DNA tampering? And here's the answer. Infowars correspondent Rob Dew points out that G.I. Joe took all the DNA from the world's greatest historical soldiers. Make you Serpentor. This? Yeah, they made Serpentor with the uh, the soldiers. Yes, they made Serpentor. And you you wow. were going to get points for that. Because, like, who knows of Serpentor? Keith? Rebecca, you, knowing is could you the take, could, uh, could you take my points away from me? And give them to yeah, Adam? I, I, I mean, I, I should, don't, I but don't want that's too dirty. Much, it's too much effort. Wow, you knew about Serpentor. Yeah, he was a bad guy? Was he a bad guy? Yeah, he was the, he was the emperor of the world that Cobra was attempting to create from the DNA of all these horrible leaders because they were trying to defeat G.I. Joe. That's yeah, a, I love that. They're gonna beat. I love that Adam explains Serpentor in exactly the same tone of voice that Seth <laughs> explains eighth grade physics to us. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, obviously you know of Serpentor. <laughs> and most of you were too young to get his brilliant knowing is half the battle joke. We all got it. We oh, you just did? It just wasn't good? Okay, it. good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And question- then there was this other episode. Nope, where- you're done. You're done. <laughs> Cut his mic. All right, question number two. According to InfoWars, traitors are scrambling as Trump prepares to unleash hidden technology that does what? <laughs> Corrects his grammar. Buzz no. in. <laughs> buzz in. Hit your buzzers. <laughs> I, I gave you points for it. I gave you points. That's why you always buzz in. I don't feel proud about it. But no, it's not correct in his grammar. What, what is uh, what is Trump unleashing? Are there clues? Um, the hidden technology. Well, it's something that Alex Jones is very concerned about in general. Um, and he says that the Russians want to keep this secret, but Trump is going to do it anyway. Um, because And Alex Jones only knows this because... Uh, Trump hasn't said anything about it, but Alex Jones and Trump are, and I quote, jacked into the same spirit. That's a direct quote. Yeah. They jacked into the same spirit? (laughs) 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 I'm just directly quoting. Yeah, give give Alex Jones 100 points, please. Natasha. I feel like it has something to do with lizard people. No, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I do actually feel that way. So. <laughs> oh, in that case, you're right. <laughs> Keep. Uh, he's going to cure erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> also a good guess, but no. No, uh, does the audience have a guess? You're just saying gay frauds because you think it's going to get a laugh. And it got one laugh over there. But you don't get points for it. (laughs) No, the correct answer is immortality. It grants immortality. Um, Yeah. This has been kept under wraps by a corrupt government hell-bent on controlling the population. But Trump is about to release the information for us. So prepare yourselves for immortality. 
Yeah, Ain't but who wants immortality without erectile dysfunction fixed? <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> All right, question number three. According to InfoWars, stem cell researchers have created a half-human, half-what hybrid? Half-human, half-what hybrid. Natasha. going to go with my old friend lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. She you're, could actually lose this you're thing. You're kind of close. You know <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Natasha's, uh, you know, her her approach to this is working better than Seth's. Like her approach to answer everything. So you know, come on, half half human, half what? And here's the. I'll give you the secret to understanding Infowars. (laughs) You have to imagine it's all based on an actual like scientific study, but that's just been completely warped. Seth. Half AI, half computer, half. N- no, <laughs> but I love that you took the chance. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I-, I know that belt doesn't fit me anyway. <laughs> I'm proud of you for taking the chance. Uh, does the audience want to guess? Half human, half what? No, you don't even want to take it. You don't lose points. <laughs> Frog, no, no. It's a, it's half human, half chicken. I can't, you guys, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I did look into this one to figure out what they were on about. And, uh, instead of some human chicken abomination, uh, it was merely that some scientists took human cells and grafted them into a chicken embryo because they can't really study the growth of human embryos because there are so many restrictions on fetal research. And so this is a way of trying to figure out what fetal development in humans might look like, but using a, you know, non-human embryo. Uh, the embryo did not result in some, like, chicken lady from, you know, uh, from the kids in the hall or whatever. Uh, that's a deep cut. Don't, you, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, based on real science, but spun out of control by Alex Jones. So now that you guys know what's up, all right. When you say say chicken, you mean women, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm talking about (laughs) chicks. I liked that call back. Thank you so much. But the audience, they weren't that into it. So I'm not going to give you... Too late. Yeah, even that, even that follow-up rally wasn't good. They were like, yeah, let's get this go. That was half-human, half-hearted. <laughs> I like that Thank joke, so too, much. but they were, yeah, they've, no, they've turned on you, yeah, I think. Yeah. Could have been a, they don't been a like chick a winner. filly. He <laughs> said something earlier about being short on time. <laughs> yeah, I meant that we had like an hour. <laughs> no, don't worry. We're wrapping up soon. Uh, question number four. According to InfoWars, Google has a, quote, racially motivated law enforcement program. This information was exposed by Beth Chapman, star of what reality show? <laughs> yeah, another left turn. <laughs> they only have the best experts, Natasha. The Chapmans. <laughs> great. That was a great attempt. Great attempt, but I'm sorry. No, no one has seen the Chapmans. Adam, uh, is it a, one of the Bachelor shows? No, <laughs> no, absolutely I have not. A feeling we would the never allow Beth Chapman on the Bachelor. Shall I prepare the shot now? <laughs> does, does the audience know? Absolutely correct, audience. Come on down, get your shot. <laughs> 
Dog the Bounty Hunter. No one on that show wears glasses. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Take your shot. <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma. I'm sorry. <laughs> How often do you have to say that? This. Hey, you know what? I think you're okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's a little thing we call audience pandering. We don't like it here. We don't like it. <laughs> we don't like it. <laughs> yes, uh, because the racially motivated law enforcement program is just the fact that Google banned ads from uh, bail bondsmen <laughs> because they unfairly target people of color. So this famous bail bondsman, I guess. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> In okay. Oklahoma. <laughs> she would win if this was a yeah. dog trivia contest. If, this, if, if the round were dog the bounty hunter, she would be drunk. <laughs> I, I will say, though, that he gave my all-time favorite celebrity apology. And if you haven't seen it, look it up. It was he said something racist, and then he's like, "I want to be buried in a slave cemetery." I was like, what? He said he wanted to be buried in a slave cemetery. Yeah, it was incredible. That's and the greatest crying. apology for racism was, I've ever heard. It was heard. really good. Yeah, that's like the worst wow. Ramon song ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's our final oh. question of the final round. Oh, <laughs> you can do it. It's no. worth 10,000 points. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Your enthusiasm and your loyalty are misplaced. <laughs> Here we go, Seth. <laughs> this one's for you. According to InfoWars. <laughs> My, my, my favorite website. According to InfoWars, what negative health effects are street lamps causing? Oh. You got to buzz in. Well, the, buzz well, in. the auto accidents, because people actually find their keys. Even the audience is like, Seth, why? <laughs> Seth, why? I'm going to give you points for the chant earlier, but that was... <laughs> That was not good. <laughs> I think maybe, he, maybe it was just too subtle. Crack, uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I think that was a choke. <laughs> the little, we're all a little disappointed. Okay. It's so, all right. What what health problem are street lamps causing? Adam. Well, insomnia. Oh. Incorrect. Can't Any other worse. guesses? Any other guesses? Keith. Even though it's going to make me look really suspicious, I'm going to guess erectile dysfunction again. <laughs> I don't have a problem. I do not have a problem. But only at night. <laughs> uh, I, I, th I think it's because the, the replacement of so many of them with LEDs, and the LEDs are very, very bright, and they, they, they have some physiological effect on people, actually. So I'm, I'm going to tell Keith he's wrong, and I'm, I'm going to give you a point because this is related to the LED swap. Yeah, it's the wrong spectral distribution. But you have to remember that this is InfoWars. <laughs> it doesn't help me to remember oh. that because I, I never watched I wish Info I could buzz back what in. Is it liberalism? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I'm so sorry. The correct answer there, I could have, I would have taken several things, uh, including cancer, nosebleeds, and miscarriages. 
Well, all of those things. That um, is a bad day. It's all based on <laughs> one man's claims. Uh, one Mark Steele, a 58-year-old resident of Gateshead, England, who claims that he knows at least three women who have had miscarriages in the past several years since the council installed uh-huh. LED street lamps. It yeah. sounds like he knows three women that are really eager to get away from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I had a miscarriage. I cannot hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another one? Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you guys like a, a chance to get one bonus point. Uh, for a bonus point, what kind of scientist does InfoWars say Mark Steele is? What kind of scientist? <laughs> I'm going to need the exact word they use. Come on. What kind of scientist? Nobody even... You're all so scared to lose points. Uh, Who cares? Quack. Seth. No. What is it? Quack. Did you say whack? No. Like wiggity wiggity whack? (laughs) What I said was Nobel Prize material. I mean, I'm going to give you points just because you're the only one who's brave enough to ring in. So... Correct answer is local. He's a local scientist. <laughs> um, wow. I looked it up. In fact, he is the head of product development for a company that makes bike helmets. <laughs> wow. But to Infowars, he's a, a, a local scientist. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us. Let's look at the scores. It looks like our winner is Natasha Muse yeah. with 800 points. Look what Seth did, though. Look, yeah. Look who made a comeback. <laughs> Seth. 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 All right, let's go down the line. Seth, tell people where the where they can find you on the internet. Wait, am I obl- obliged to do that? Yeah, give them okay. your home address. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You know what? I'm in this study in studio. You can just look up my name. And, and and if you listen to podcasts, listen to the podcasts we make every week. What what podcast? Big picture science. There you go. <laughs> Seth Shostak, thank you for being here. <laughs> Natasha. Did you know that SETI is just like one, like alphabetically one yeah, it's up? It's like Hal from Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, 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 well, no, not like I mean, but it's. Anyways, uh, I it's thought that was coincidence. S E T H S E T I. I thought that was. That's not what he's talking about. What? Yeah, I think you guys were making different jokes. We were. But she She's saying right. SETI is close to Seth. Were good. <laughs> no, they were both terrible, and you should have just told people what your anyway, Twitter is. Bad joke twins. If you would like to know what I thought was important that you should know about me about two years ago, you should check out my website. Uh, I've not yet updated it. Uh, it's NatashaMuse.com, and I'm on Twitter and uh, also Twitter. Okay, great, yeah. Natasha Muse. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. Adam. Uh, I show up on Wired.com writing stuff now and then. And uh, on Twitter, I'm Jet Jocko, J-E-T-J-O-C-K-O. Adam Rogers, thank you so much. And Keith. On all the social media stuff, I'm at Keith Lowell. And I, uh, you can also find all of my merch in my backpack, <laughs> which is right here. That's great. I forgot. I saw you coming up the stairs with the big backpack, and you're like, oh, I forgot my glasses. It's and I was like, why did you bring a giant backpack to stage, but you forgot your glasses? I forgot it was because of your merch. It's always just as heavy when I leave. Aww. Playing to the audience, <laughs> to their sympathies. Keith Lil Jensen, thank you so much for being here. 
And I am Rebecca Watson. Uh, you can find Quizotron at Quizotron. Go to Quizotron.com if you want to find out all the different ways to interact with Quizotron. We are a podcast now. We're on iTunes and everything else. So you can listen to this show tomorrow and also last month's show and interviews with all of these guys. And then in the coming weeks, we're going to have interviews with next month's show. Next month, we will be back here at Piano Fight on July 5th. I hope to see you all here. Congratulations to our winner, Natasha Muse. Thank you so much, everyone. Good night.